Welcome to the Faith Lakeside Podcast. Each week you'll hear another great message that will help you know God and make Him known in your life. Join us each Sunday at 1045 a.m. and throughout the week in small groups to make the most of your learning experiences. Now, sit back, relax with a great cup of coffee and a notebook and enjoy this week's message. Our Lord Jesus, we thank you so much. We celebrate you today and we welcome you in your first coming once again. And we look forward to your second coming because we know that this is not fable, this is not fairy tale, but this is truth. In fact, you are truth. You are the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by you. And so this morning, as we pause and and celebrate your first coming, may we remember how it affects every aspect of life and how real and true it is. We thank you for this time and ask that you would just bless every moment of it. And as we go home and, and celebrate together, that we would remember these moments of worship. We would remember these moments in your word. And it would center us into what is real and true about this Christmas season. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. You all may be seated. Just so we uh, make sure we cover a couple of quick things announcement-wise, I know we want to be... efficient with our time together this morning because it's uh, it's Christmas morning, but today is the last day to receive offerings for the Lottie Moon Christmas offering, and we can kind of stretch it out a little bit, but this is the official season, so if you held back, didn't get dad that extra tie because you wanted to support missions, make sure you go ahead and grab an envelope off the back table and do that, or we would encourage you once again to consider supporting our India Mission Faith Community Church in Gora because it is certainly something that is worthwhile. We've got lots of great things coming up for next year, and we'll talk more about those next Sunday, and be watching your email and, and other announcements for those things that are coming up. The, this whole last few months, we've been talking about the glory of God and the redemption plan that He has for us in the Old Testament. From Genesis chapter 3, when mankind fell, God reve- revealed His plan, and it is consummated in the coming of His Son, Jesus. It is finished up. It is the, the plan fulfilled. And in Jesus, we have the hope, the love, the peace, and the joy that God had always planned for us from the very beginning. And so we want to look at this coming of Jesus, his first time, just for a few minutes and really understand how it impacts us today. It's not just about gifts and, and, or dinner, and I've got to tell you, I've got a great dinner coming, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so, and I know you are too, so know that I'm not going to take forever, right? Uh, I, I promised I'd be done by two since we only served breakfast. <laughs> Here you go. In Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, the Apostle Paul writes this regarding the gospel of Jesus Christ. When the time came to completion. And I really wanted you to, to think about that, to focus on that, because we've been looking at, at this whole plan uh, of redemption from creation, uh, really, to, to Jesus. And God had a plan. And it took the the perfect timing and it took the the exact moment that God had always intended for his son to come. Born of a virgin on that beautiful night in Bethlehem, placed in a manger, lived a perfect sinless life, died 
uh, substitutionary death for all of us and rose again on the third day to prove it's all true. And, and Paul says, when the time came to completion, R.C. Sproul describes completion, that word there, like this. He says, if you were to take a cup or a glass and you put it under the, the faucet, you want a glass of water, and you, you let the faucet run into that cup and then it's full and you just leave it there. And it, it begins to overflow and it's going all over your hands and, and it, you just leave it there. It's not just like it's done, but it's like it is so done. It is completely full. It's overflowing full. When the time came to completion, in other words, God's plan was fulfilled when he sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters of God. And so most of us are familiar with this Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. But I wanted to focus on them for just a few moments to read them again and to really point out some critical things to you about this Christmas day just 2,000 years ago or so. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. If you have the Bible app, it should be loaded in there for today as well, an event. If you don't, grab a Bible and follow along or just listen and pretend like we're sitting around the Christmas tree together and we're getting ready to open presents and somebody has to read the Christmas story before we can start because that's the rule. And let's read the Christmas story together. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room, no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at, at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the city of David a Savior was born for you, who is Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. And so, as we read this story, oftentimes now it's the time where, okay, it's been read Let's start opening things, right? We've celebrated Jesus enough, but I really want us to, to look at it a little more closely and to see what it has for us today. You see, this story, and it's not a story, it's not a myth, it's not a fable. It's, sometimes I get a little, uh, a little irked when we talk about the Christmas story. 
we should be talking about the history of Christmas. The day that Christmas was founded, if you will. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 and 3. See, we see it. We're told that there was a decree from Caesar Augustus. And, and it, the whole empire was supposed to be counted in a census. There was a, a governor in Syria. His name was Quirinius. And everyone went to be registered. Do you realize that the birth of Jesus isn't just some story that makes us feel better. But it is history that happened. And it's not... We kind of think and we sort of and maybe, but we know when these things occurred. And we know that, that, that Jesus was born within a very specific time frame, in a very specific area. And it was because of this census. Jesus was born in history. This story, this history, it's about real people. I want you to, to just um, lovingly touch someone beside you. I mean, seriously, just do it, right? They're real, right? You're, you're not imagining this, are you? They're real. They are real, and these people are just as real as the folks sitting around you. They were flesh and blood. And we see them. We have Joseph, and we have Mary. And, and Joseph was of the lineage of King David, if you remember how important that that was, that, that the Messiah would come from the lineage of David. And they go back to Bethlehem, the hometown of David. And they were supposed to be counted there. And, and Mary, Joseph's wife, she's pregnant. Now, we know when we're talking about reality and history and time, that pregnancy is one of those things when you've experienced or been through it with someone else. You know, this is, this is not just a moment. This is not just a boom. This is not just a, it happened, but this is reality. And, and you watch weird things happen and there's cravings and there's just, you see, real people here. Real people, Joseph and Mary, just as, as, as real as the people around you. And, and in the flesh, reality. Not just some, some out there historical figure, but while they were there in Bethlehem, it says this, the time came for her to give birth. Quick pop quiz. We'll focus on the kids maybe. How long does it take for a baby to grow inside a mother? Nine months. So yes, nine months. This is, this is in the flesh. This is reality. This is, we've watched, her, uh, uh, watched the baby develop inside of her. We know what's going on. This is, this is tangible. This is real. And then it says, then she gave birth to her firstborn son. It happened in the flesh. And we know this is not just a, there he is, kind of moment, you know. He was there, now he's there. How happy. We know there's, there's some experience to this. This is visceral. This is, this is touch, feel, reality. This is history, real, genuine history. And so even though we have a little porcelain baby in a, in a shiny little manger and a, a happy Mary, <laughs> uh, we, 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 we see that this... This isn't really what it was like, likely. But there were sights and sounds and smells and reality that intersected with our life and our world. This history is real. It's in the flesh. And, and what's even more exciting is this history, it's for even these kind of people. 
That, that there were these people, these, these guys, these shepherds, living out in the fields, caring for the sheep. They're, they're kind of outcasts. They would struggle to fit in with the culture around them while they, they had a necessary job that was so important to their culture. They provided food and clothing. They provided sacrifices for the temple. They had a critical job, but they lived out in the fields with animals all of their days. And so they were kind of outsiders and outcasts. And, and so we see shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flock, kind of like the least of the least of people. And they're the first ones that God tells. This history, this tangible, real event is for people like that. The outcasts, the ones who, who work long hours, who are out and, and about. This wasn't something that God reserved for the elite or the special or the deeply religious or the good looking or, or anything like that. This history was for people like this. These shepherds who the angel came to and spoke to them. And, and this history is for us. People like us. Because the angel announces to the shepherds, don't be afraid for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for most people. No, not, not good news of great joy for, for religious people, not good news of great joy for rich people or the elite or the, the, the affluent and influential, but for all people. This history, this Christmas, it's for all of us. And, and not the you that we see right now, but the you that you see when you're looking in the mirror and being critical of yourself. The you that, that you struggle with when you lie in bed at night and think about your life. This good news is for you. This history is for you. And what is this good news? What is this history that we celebrate today? Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you. Someone to rescue you from all of the things that bind you up and tie you down and lead you astray. He was born for you. And who is this? He is the Messiah, the Lord, the promised one, the one we've been looking at all this time. We see him reflected. If you guys remember Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, all the way in the very beginning, God knew we needed to be saved. And he said, one day a man will come. And he will rescue you from sin and evil. And this is that man. And this is that day. And this is that history. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. So we have this event. It's in history. It's in the flesh. Real people for even people like that and even people like us. All of this thing. All of these things that, that we're experiencing today. And what else do we know about the, today, about Christmas? It should be a cause for rejoicing. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. Now you might wonder, who are the people that God favors? It's everyone who comes to Jesus Christ in faith. 
Everyone who sees not just the baby in the manger and says, let's give gifts, but sees the baby in the manger and the perfect man and the man who died on a cross, the son of God and rose again on the third day. Everyone who receives the totality of this man born this day, wrapped up in flesh, encroached and encouched in history. We, we, when we believe on him as our Lord and Savior, we have a cause for rejoicing and we will be favored by God. And so I want to encourage you today, as you pause, as you unwrap, as you eat, to not just go, mm, this is good, or wow, this is great, but also to take a moment and just say, glory to God in the highest heavens. Because all of this is a gift and is a, an evidence of his favor in my life. It's a great cause for rejoicing, this birth of Jesus When the angels had left the shepherds and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, hey, let's go see what's going on. This sounds pretty cool. And so they go and they find him and and they, 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 they just are amazed at Jesus and Mary and Joseph. And they, they share what had been told to them. And, and it says this, it says, all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. You have to imagine that by this time, as the shepherds are coming in, people are hearing about what's going on. And, and not only do we have Mary and Joseph and family members and shepherds, but there could be even be strangers who, who hear the testimony of the shepherds. And, and they're just amazed at this thing that God has done in the flesh, in history, in this moment. <laughs> Women, can you imagine? You've just given birth. And now you get to entertain a lot of folks to, who want to see your baby. That just sounds great, doesn't it? Us guys were oblivious. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Did they bring any food? Um, <laughs> sorry. You know me. I can't handle not having a little aside, right? This history is also so full of meaning and emotion. And it was for Mary, and it should be for us as well. It, says it tells us that everybody was amazed at what the shepherd said, but Mary, she sat there, and she treasured up all these things in her heart, and she meditated on them. I want to encourage you, once again, this Christmas season, don't get so wrapped up in the things, this, this Christmas day. Don't get wrapped up in, in all the things that have yet to happen without remembering to pause and to ponder on the gift of your Savior this Christmas day. Not only do we see Mary with an emotion of pondering, but we also see the shepherds as they head out and they realize what's going on. The shepherds return, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. It was real. It was history. It was in the flesh. And so we see these two different emotions come out this first Christmas. One of meditating and thinking about it deeply, and then one of just letting loose and rejoicing. And so maybe, maybe after dinner, maybe as you gather together for something a little special, sing a song. Belt it out, lift it up, rejoice in the good things. Go around the room and just be thankful for Jesus for one reason or another. I want to encourage you to celebrate this day as it was first celebrated. Now, how do we know it was, was visceral? How do we know it's real? How do we know it's in the flesh and, and stuff? Well, we see just eight days were completed and Jesus was circumcised. And given that name that was prophesied for him from the angel before he was even conceived. And so we, we, we kind of wrap up this, this, this history with, with for what was for Jesus as a Jewish boy, the, uh, the big event 
that wrapped up his birth experience. He was now named, he was now part of the community, and he was ready to embark on his journey to live this perfect life as our Savior. Today, happy Christmas. And as you celebrate, remember, this is not some myth. This is not some story, some storybook, some claymation special. This is a day we celebrate, and it's wrapped up in history. It's full of real people, including God incarnate in the flesh. And this history, this story of redemption, as it's culminated in Christ, it's for even people like that out there, and yes, even for people like us in here. Take some time today to rejoice and feel the emotion and the meaning of today. Beyond just the gifts, beyond just the family, all those things are beautiful and wonderful. But remember the history of your Savior who came today to rescue you from darkness and bring you into the kingdom of light. And as we celebrate, remember one other thing. He's coming again to make all things right. And so as we celebrate his first coming, we also look forward to his second. Would you join me in a word of prayer? And we've got one more song to conclude our service today. Father God, we are so thankful for this time. We are so thankful for your gift of Jesus. And I thank you for this church. I thank you for this body of believers who gave up some of the other traditions that they celebrate and came to be together to celebrate the coming of your son. Lord Jesus, once again, we rejoice that on that day so many years ago, you came in the flesh. You set the stage for our redemption. You fulfilled the promises that we read all throughout the Old Testament. You lived a perfect and sinless life and then died for our sins on the cross. Rising again on the third day, you, you proved you are Lord and King for all and most especially for those who will believe on you as Savior. This Christmas day, we wish you a happy birthday. We are thankful beyond measure that you came for us. And we look forward to the fact that you are coming again in the flesh, in history, with real people, just as you did the first time. It's in your name we pray this morning, Jesus. Let's stand and finish up our morning with our last care.
Jesus was born today, born for you and me, wrapped up in flesh, the history is true. Would you spend today celebrating him? God bless you all. Have a merry rest of your Christmas. And thank you for giving of some traditions in order to establish some new ones. We'll see you on Sunday morning for Christmas in about six years. So, um, right? So, isn't that great? You only have to do it every once in a while. God bless you guys. Merry Christmas.